I think the main goal for this is just perspective. perspective. Don't dwell on, on things you've done in the past too much because they are part of the reason why you are who you are. Look on the bright side of, of uh, situations that don't look so good. Try and see a bright side or look at it from a different angle. The best thing for me to do is not feel guilty about the position of privilege I'm in, but it's to use it. What do you have to say for those as we tee off? I mean, if you're not listening to Life with Lamb, then there's something seriously wrong with your life. You're missing out. Perspective. Perspective. That's, that's life. That's life. Life My with life. Lamb. Yeah, Life with Lamb. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm excited. I'm very excited. Welcome back to another episode of Life with Lamb. Today I'm here with AK or... A kid? Yes. <laughs> what a sick name. Oh, man. I get, like, a lot of people saying, is that your actual name? Like, <laughs> It's a made-up name. <laughs> What's your parents' name like that? And I'm like, I don't know. You tell them. Like, <laughs> Jeez, I, I feel like that's so mean, though. Like, yeah. And in terms of, like, nationality and stuff, some people have different names and different pronunciations. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I feel like a lot of um, westernized people are like, oh, that's a weird name. And oh, stuff. man. Like, when I was, like, growing up in school, like, this was probably, like, year eight, I actually got bullied for my for my name. That's so and, mean, man. And I was like... Like, because my, one of my cousins, he goes in the same level as that guy. And then I just kind of felt scared. And I was like, oh, um, like, I was really timid. I was like, I don't know what to do. Like, you know, like. You know? Yeah, what, I guess, like, what's the worst experience it's been? Was it the bullying stage? And- I think it was the, the it, was, it was only like that one time. But I'm like, oh, I haven't actually been bullied before. Is this yeah, how uh, unbelievable, you know? man. Yeah. Like, I think your name's sick. <laughs> a kid. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. A kid. <laughs> I think it's so cool. Yeah. Where are you from? Like, um, um, your, what's your background? What's your so, heritage? So, basically, my parents are from Singapore. We grew up in, like, a poor village, you know, where they came from. You know, like, I don't know how, in, like, all the Asian mums, dads, they're from, like, a poor village or whatever. But, yeah. Um, so, dad's, dad's, like, his ethnicity is uh, Yemen. So, I'm, like, Arabian. Okay. And then my mom's Chinese Paki. Oh, my gosh. But we speak Malay, but they were born in Singapore. So, I just say to myself, when people meet me, they're like, oh, um, what are you? Singaporean, Malay? Like, <laughs> I mean, I <laughs> it's sad that it has to be simplified but like that, but yeah. I mean, whatever floats your boat and yeah, whatever basically. gets you through, mm. which is so, I think it's so upsetting. But anyway, um, new episode. Thank you for listening if you are. Um, and thank you for coming down. I really <laughs> nah, do appreciate it. all good, it. man. All um, good. Tell the listeners a bit about yourself. We already have dived into it. Really cool name. Really uh, cool background. <laughs> so, about myself, I used to play soccer uh, i just started doing powerlifting so back in on that matt crundle crew crundle crew yeah love so. to see it how crazy we met through powerlifting i was talking to i, I got alan zow on the podcast yeah uh, which will be released i don't know you you yeah. you'll all be listening to it but yeah we just met through like coaching followed each other on instagram and yeah I was here like, we are yeah so i was like oh who who are these crundle crew guys yeah i'll just <laughs> follow you guys and uh yeah we're kind of like Instagram fam, basically. So, yeah. That's it. Um, yeah, so soccer and then uh, moved into powerlifting. Yeah. And then, yeah, basically f- through soccer, I was just like... So, I started out when I was 10. Um, and then this was in... It was in Chelsea. It was like a Croatian club where I started my soccer journey. And then I started going to this Australian football school where I just kind of like developed my skills and then I got into this Super League, you know, and then when I got older, you know, when I was younger, I got into the older ages. So when I was like 16, I was playing with the 18-year-olds and then... A bit uh, of a jet. Yeah, a bit of a jet, to be honest, <laughs> and a bit of experience. And I think like once you're at a young age, I think 
if you really want to develop yourself, you have to really play with the big boys or you know, or big girls. You know, yeah, that that that's how it works at the moment. Yeah. I well, I mean, that's how it is. Yeah, um, like you sort of have to get in early. Yeah. Um, yeah, soccer. Why soccer? Um, I kind of just like followed my brother. To be honest, I was like, oh man, it's so fun. He's playing. Why aren't I playing? Or like, oh, why isn't my dad putting me into a soccer clinic when I'm like eight years old or whatever? But maybe I'm just too young or whatever. Um, but yeah, soccer experience, like it was really good. Um, when I was young, got scattered to uh, West Ham when I was like 13. Wow. Yeah. Well but, done. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I didn't really pursue it that much because my dad's like, oh, you're still young, you know, you're going to be lonely. And I'm like, well, you know, Cristiano Ronaldo, when he was that young, he got, he got, I don't know. Went to another country by himself when he was young, but then I feel like parents this time, these times, they understand like career success and all that stuff. But yeah, so um, what else? Oh, like when I was like fourteen, um, I represented like the national team for Singapore. So my mom had like a um, still had like the citizenship in Singapore. So they're like, oh no, you can still come and represent us. So I only only went there for like a year. So and in like Singapore, it's so humid. It's always raining, you know. And I'm like, yeah, nah, this isn't for me and stuff <laughs> like that. But like the experience there was so good, you know, like go to the camps, you have to eat properly, you have to train two times a day, you have to, uh, what do we do? Like we, like, so we played against like Japan, like Burma, Australia, Thailand. Thailand was like, they're, they're small little buggers, man, but they are so aggressive. Like, I don't, I don't explain it. Like they're. They're super strong, but they're like four foot two. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's all the pad tie. Right? Yeah, all the pad tie. Um, uh, yeah, so I guess let's maybe let's break down your soccer career. Like, started off as a little kid, ten years old. Is that right? Or yeah, even, I or even probably, earlier? Probably started ten. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. And you followed your brother, and then I guess talk to us about these experiences. Like, I feel like they don't come very uh, often in, yeah. in Australia, especially. Um. So, so I started at ten, and then from 10 to 12 went to like an Australian football school and then 12 to like 14 or actually 12 to like 15 I went to Super League um, they're called Monash City so it was actually one of like the better develop developing teams that you know trained all these like young kids to become really good so I was pretty like fortunate for that um, uh, how can I explain it and then when I was at like around 15 to like 18 I was in like Heidelberg um, and then I traveled all the way to the Western suburbs and played again, played with like this team called Western suburbs soccer club, which is like in sunshine, <laughs> um, like George cross, um, uh, what else? And then, and then I feel like at the end, um, I just kind of, I don't know, my motivation for soccer went down. So then I dropped down a league or two down and played for like Southern stars. I think they're called Dingley, Dingley stars now. Um, yeah right. Um, yeah. I guess with motivation, describe it as as a kid. Like, did you see this as a future or a career? Yeah, hundred percent. I just felt like something was going in, like going. I was going in the right direction. Yeah, so you can imagine I, if you're being scouted. Yeah, so like, I feel like when you're 18, you need to hit that um, that peak mark and get noticed. But I think in Australia, it's really hard to get recognized, especially if you're like an Asian descending. You you know you never see like a. Oh, AK, the the Asian guy on the wing, you know, like, when he's from Singapore, mate, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. 
I've um, heard a lot about um, soccer, and correct me if I'm wrong, listeners. I feel like it's very money uh, oriented and, and mm. like just about who you know and basically. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you this one story. So I went to join this club called South Melbourne. So it's a Greek affiliated club. Mm. Um, this was probably when I was like 14, 15, wanted to get into this club. Um, so training with these guys for like five months wanting to get a trial this was, and i was young yeah and because they're a rich club there was this greek boy i would say he's not even average you know whatever mm. like you know you know like when you think about someone you're like oh he's actually not that good you know i'm a bit better or whatever but um yeah so the thing is was his dad paid money to the coach and i was like and i didn't get into the spot because of maybe not being Greek or not, you know, like, you know what I mean? Like, so there's a lot of politics and there's a lot of like, yeah, it's money, money driven. In that yeah. Way. Would you so, say, yeah. would you say when you were playing soccer and, and, and sort of moving up the leagues, could you start to see um, that more clearly or would you say? Um, I kind of knew that from an early start, maybe mm-hmm. when that South Melbourne um, yeah. thing happens. Um, and especially like, let's say if you go into a Greek club or Turkish club, they're only going to be affiliated with their own, let's say, um, ethnicity, if yeah. that makes sense. So you're kind of like at the back, chilling, and you're just watching, basically, mm. you know? How did that make you feel? Um, I'd say, uh, to be honest, I wasn't really too, like, sad or anything. It was more like, it is what it is, you mm. know? So uh, I just kind of went with the flow, yeah. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. To be honest. And just basically like, all right, if they, all, all I need to do is I need to work hard and I need to show the expectators that I'm the working, I'm the, I'm the most working hardest, like work, uh, most working. Most hard working. Oh, most hard working. <laughs> <laughs> most okay. hard working. I was like, uh, it's most, right. most hard working <laughs> person. So it shows that um, I'm like the better player on the ground and I don't need to show anyone that like, like even the players like, that I'm like cocky or anything like that. Mm. So if you put in the work, you know, results will come. So, yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. And I guess during your time playing soccer, what's the biggest takeaway that you've sort of learned and how has that helped you to be the person that you are today? Um, I guess like, uh, well, playing soccer, it made me develop like good behavioral skills. So let's say like um, going to a coach, make sure you shake their hand for respect or even like... Um, just show yourself to training that you're dedicated and that like soccer brings you, makes you feel like, all right, if I'm work, if I'm hard working, I'm going to bring my, bring this like attitude to my job, if that makes sense. You know, that way, like, all right, this manager who knows that I'm hard working or whatever, if that makes sense. So, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, what's your relationship like, I guess, with your parents? Like, would you, if you were to describe it, what's it like? Um, I'll say strict as a, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so strict. So, um, yeah, I wasn't really like, uh, my parents were always like, you know, come back home, you know, something mm. might happen and stuff like that. Um, my dad was pretty like, you must be a soccer player, you know, like you must do good, you know, or, um, Yeah. I think that's about it, to be honest. I wouldn't say, like, I think the way I am, you know, strict parents make cheeky cheeks, I mean, cheeky kids, so... <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Yeah, so... And, yeah, how would you describe yourself as a kid growing up? Like, through school, what were you like? What, what, what would teachers say about you? Oh, they'll say, oh, 
I don't know. I'll, I'll be honest. Like during PE sessions, I always get picked. Cause like, oh, cause I'm the sports guy. I'm the guy that's good at sports. Um, I think I was really energetic. Um, I was just like that bubbly guy. Um, I'll say for school, I like I wasn't so good in school, but like when I got out of school, I was really like um, driven. Like cause cause I'm an electrician, right? Um, I was like, I really want to learn how to do this. And I'm like, I really want to learn about um, PLC systems. Or oh, PLC systems are basically like, um, let's say a conveyor belt and you want to press stop stop and start and there's an emergency button basically. So all these like, these, uh, how can I say, like schematics and stuff that you have to learn. So um, yeah, I think like after school, like after school I did um, sports science at Melbourne Uni and I didn't really like that. It didn't really make me feel like I was driven. Yeah. So then luckily I got out of it and I was like, you know, I'll just become an electrician and then now now I'm here. Yeah, had sports science been like the ultimate goal for you in high school? Was that something that, oh, I have the ATAR to... It, yeah, yeah, ATAR yeah, to it, was, it. it was like I had the ATAR, but I think like, to be honest, like back in the days, it was like if you had a had an high ATAR, you're like, oh, you're you're smart. You're like, you can, you're going to go, you're going to go far in life, but... I think once you realize, you know, that's not really about an ATAR. It's just like, if you get a good job and if you know people, you know people and your network, your networking's like really good. Um, I guess that's what's going to make you go far. Um, like hopefully I get this new job and that was just through networking, mm. not through how smart I was, not through this ATAR or whatever. It's just purely being a good person and, and, saying that like like i probably got this job hopefully i got this job like just because oh this guy's hard working so like i said like me playing soccer being hard working is gonna move on to my job so, yes we yeah. love to see love yeah. to see the links yeah um yeah i think i think recently i guess i've i've started to understand like atars is literally literally just a number and mm. and like while you're in year 12 you're like fuck, this number is literally going to change my career. Like, mm. I'm going to, like, go to uni and thrive and excel. Like, yeah. I got a, I guess, 95 plus ATAR at school. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, that's, and that's not me. Flexing. Like, I literally got a 95 plus ATAR yeah. and was like, okay, cool, let's do commerce. And, like, mm. I'm just probably bang average with everyone there. Mm. Like, it, I think you really start to realise how insignificant an ATAR yeah. is and I guess it's yeah like you said more about networking and people who you know and yeah and things like um yeah social clubs uni clubs like joining those things or just like being an overall good person yeah um, really does take you further than a 100%. number yeah it does it does I, I guess like um yeah just the way the way I got this job was just purely out of being a good person and I'll say just being hardworking, that's all. Yeah, fair yeah. enough. Yeah. Um, did, so when you got your ATAR, did, were you disappointed? Were you, were you um, over the moon? Like, what, uh, what was, was it to you? I was pretty like, fuck, I should have got better. Like, you know? <laughs> now this is, now this is what's gonna make me feel like I'm a shit person or like, you know, I feel like the number is what, you know, creeps on people and makes them feel like, oh man, this is what's gonna be People think I'm gonna be dumb, or people think I'm gonna be smart, you know. Like, but nah. I think once you grow older, and you realize, like, no, nah, that's not it. That's actually not it, you know. Yeah. Yeah. 
Amazing. Um, and sports science, how, how long did it take you to realize, hey, shit, like, it's not, it's not, it's not really for me, hey? <laughs> oh, man, it took like six months and I was, <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, yeah, no, nah, let's run. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, I guess what, were your, what was your parents' like outlook on it? Like, were they always like, you got to go to, you got to go to uni, um, okay, like, <laughs> you must. <laughs> nah, to be honest, like, um, they weren't like that. They were more like, uh, I would, I thought they were like that. Mm. Um, they were more like, oh, as long as you're happy and you know that, you know that like, uh, how can I explain that? Like, you, you deferred earlier, so then you're, so then like you're, what, hex it? debt? Yeah, basically. So like, I didn't get the hex debt, which is good. <laughs> 50k or whatever. <laughs> so yeah, how can I explain it? Like, I knew it from the earliest stage, I'll say that. And then, so I don't kind of like underdevelop. Um, not underdevelop in a way, but I can explain. I actually kind of explained it to be honest. Like, not fall behind. Yeah, That's fair enough. Way. Like, not fall behind in my age, if that makes sense. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Um, I guess you're 26 now, right? Mm-hmm. Um, back in back in oh, I can't even say. Oh, back in your back day. Back in the medieval days. <laughs> <laughs> you're literally six years older than me. Um, calm down, Jaden. <laughs> well, I'm um, <feel> old now. <laughs> I guess like with your gen, with oh my god, I can't say it without. Like, <laughs> Anyway, back in when you graduated, yeah. back then, um, was everyone really set on the fact that, oh, I've got to go to uni, got to go to uni? Mm. Or was it more like, oh, I'm going to do like what makes me feel happy? Basically. That, yeah. That second oh, okay. Yeah. Awesome. Because yeah. I feel like there's this huge stigma with our generation. It's like, you got to go to school, you got to finish with high ATAR mm. and then go to uni and then you get a good job. But I don't know whether that's just because I have Asian parents or... Yeah. Um, like... To be honest, like, so when I was with my ex-girlfriend and her sister, I thought she was a bit of a dummy. And, like, sorry if you're watching this, but, you know, <laughs> you're cool. No, sl- <laughs> no slander on the phone. <laughs> but, like, and, like, and I thought, like, my ex was, like, super smart, you know, she's switched on or whatever. But then her sister wasn't switched on. And then, like, next minute, she got, a, like, 80 or 90 ATAR. And I'm like, damn, like. Be smart, smart. Like, <laughs> you're so smart. And then, yeah, she's in architecture, architect, or some degree or whatever. I don't know, but yeah, haven't haven't seen that, haven't seen it in a while as well. So yeah, uh, fair enough. Yeah. Um, and Sparky, you've become a become a Sparky. Yeah. Um, how long have you been qualified? Uh two years now. Two years. Yeah. How's that been? It's been super chilled after I became a qualified A grade. No. So, so what happened before? Um, no, just like. Um, being an apprentice when you're going through the four year apprenticeship like I went through this small company and I got really treated badly like I wasn't learning like even just like being an apprentice you're like you want to learn more you want to do more but even asking your boss or whatever they just kind of like have a go at you I'm like in your head and you're like what's wrong with you I just want to learn you know like you got me like doing powerpoints all like one year you know <laughs> I just want to like learn how to do lights I want to learn how to do data I like but um first year second year was a bit terrible for me um and then so left that job and then actually and then third year fourth year I went into like an industrial um small business and I learned so much like Mm. and the boss there was super chill and I'm like you know what I'll just have a break maybe three breaks (laughs) 
Yeah, I, I remember uh, in my podcast with uh, Will He, he, yeah. he talked about how he wanted to get in, into an industrial firm because mm. they treat their employees a lot better. Is, yeah. that, is that right? Um, no, I don't know. I don't know about that. But like with this company, because I, um, I, like, I got this apprenticeship from my friend from soccer and he's like... The connections. Connections, you know, yes. networking, yeah? So um, he got me the job. And ever since that, like, I've been, it was, it was really good. Like I learned so much from that, from his dad and, and he was really like, yeah, you can do this, you can do that. Or like, um, how can I explain it? Like, yeah, he just taught me heaps. Like, yeah. yeah. And then ever since I got out of, ever since I qualified, um, I did solar for like three months and then I hated that cause I did like all the work while everyone was like chilled on top of the roof baking sun baking or whatever you know like and i was just like in the roof like <laughs> out of breath <bed. laughs> and crawled in like a like a small space i'm like damn and then got out of that and then now i'm in this company right now and yeah it's, it's been so good yeah i yeah. love to see it's it. been so chill and i've been like traveling heaps with this company which has its pros and cons because you don't see your family at the law and mm. see your friends and stuff like that but yeah like if i go you know i go to true car what gym is there in the true car, you know? Like, Where even is true car? Where is the true car? <laughs> I have no clue. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, it's just hard finding gyms even when you're just like powerlifting, you know? And then you're like, oh, damn, I have to miss a day because this town doesn't have a gym, you know? Like, mm. I mm. guess, yeah, talk to us about your work-life balance and, and how you sort of manage being a sparky on the move and also you're under Matt Crundle. Yeah. Uh, shout out. Yeah, shout um, out. <laughs> you've obviously got a program that you need to follow and mm-hmm. like days that you need to be training and working out. How do you how do you do it? Okay, so we'll start from morning. So let's say I'll wake up at six, I'll have like a protein shake, which is which is I don't know, twelve hundred calories. That'll help me throughout like my three hours. Um, go to work, which is like seven to three. And so during the seven to three, I'll probably have like two meals. Um, and then after I have another meal, um, and then I'll go to gym, let's say around peak hour, six thirty, which is kind of shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, and then, yeah, come back home, have another meal. And then when I go to bed, have a, have a shake again and then done that, 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 that's, that's my work life balance for you Gee in the, in a small little circle for you. <laughs> yeah. That's mental. Yeah. Uh, um, so that's every day that's oh, other than weekends. Not, yeah. Obviously. Other than weekends, weekends is another level, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we don't talk about weekends. Yeah, weekends yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So you found it quite easy to balance or do you find yourself sort of not being able to stay motivated? Um, oh man, like, those days? like, I try to stay motivated, like, because I watch, like, anime. I watch, you know, all these, like, training videos. So, I'm always staying motivated mentally. So, yeah. So yeah, love it's always, to see. It's always like that. So, yeah. Yeah, like, if, if you get me the anime, we'll, we'll talk for hours, but let's not do that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> for the anime dreams. <laughs> anime podcast. Yeah. Um, and I guess, like, where do you see yourself um, taking your Sparky career? Like, are you going to continue working in the firm or do you have plans for, like, starting your own business? Um, so, currently, um, I've got my little small little business uh, I do on the weekends. Um, it's called Loom FX, uh, Lighting Electrical. Shout out. We'll put put it in the show notes so you guys can find it. Yeah, boy. Um, <laughs> and then, yeah, I've been doing that for maybe around six months now. But it's been on and off because I've been traveling for my work. So, 
Um, I'll say the money's there. It's just time, having time to get to it. Um, yeah, that's. I'll say that. That's about it. Yeah. And like right now, you don't have much, <laughs> much time. Not much time to just be flat honest. out. Yeah. So, yeah, night shift today. I was like, oh. I can do this podcast with Jaden. Let me message you. Like, <laughs> I, I really appreciate it. Yeah. I know you're a busy man. Yeah. Um, talk to talk to me about like your past relationships and everything. We've we've got we've got it in the sheet here. I'm just having a uh, read. Yeah. Um. So, How have they so, made you the person that you are? Um. To be honest, like after you go through a breakup, it just kind of makes you open up or take a step back, and you're like, damn, like how come I didn't realize it or how come like I treated them or they treated me this way and I was just so blindsided if that makes sense um I'll say like this the last relationship I was in I was kind of blindsided I was like because I'm a giver I'm a giver myself and I'm really like um yeah I'll help you with everything and I'll and I'll, sh- I'll make sure that, like, you know, you got this in place, this and that. But um, at the end of the day, you know, when you're in a relationship and they say, oh, I won't leave you or whatever, I'm like, yeah, I, you kind of have to take a step back and you're like, it will happen some someday, you know? Like, there will be hard times where you're like, man, like, should I just give up? Or should I just, you know, like, should I just stay? You know, is, is this worth it or not? But I think part of a relationship is if you're going through that tough barrier, that's what makes a relationship and that's what makes you stay together, you know? If you, if you can go through the hard times, you can go through any time, you know? You can go through you can get through anything as long as you kind of stick together. You um, make sure you talk it out at the start what you guys want before starting anything, yeah. Um, what made me the person I am is, I'd say... To be honest, like, it kind of made me feel sad that the person, the way she is, is like, the way she is is like that. But at the end of the day, people are people and that's human nature. And I can't really force anyone to become th- that the way that I want them to be, if that makes sense, you know. Um, but yeah, I think like uh, after the breakup, it made me such a strong, strong person mentally. Um, it kind of, like, I'm kind of in a phase where I'm like, I don't really give a fuck, but do I give a fuck? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like um, but, yeah, it's just like, yeah, after a breakup, it actually makes you a better person. If you, But you just have to, like, you, you might feel shit, like, two, three, four months, but once you kind of feel like, all right, well, I'm going to start dressing nice, you know? I'm going to start... I'm going to have that glow season of myself, you know? <laughs> glow and up. That glow up, you know? And it just makes you... makes you feel like, all right, I feel more confident now, you know? I feel I can be myself, yeah? So, yeah, that's about it. Yeah, right. Yeah, I get, yeah what what have breakups ta- taught you and, and what lessons have you learned? Um, just to not... I'll say make sure to talk it out first before starting anything. So setting your boundaries. We setting love to your boundaries. Set. Um, don't trust a lot. Even though I say, <laughs> I, I say like, like to be honest from, from experience, it's like, like you might, 
love this person through this honeymoon phase, but it's just like, you know, you think they're going to be that right person, but then they're like, are they, you know, mm. are they like, so. Well, what's way, your experience been of that? Like, have you found yourself, because sometimes I find myself just, uh, I guess, trying to jam a square into a circle. So the mm. circle might be like yeah, a great person, like all these expectations that you have and you're trying to like fit this person in. Well, like like I said, you're trying to jam the square in that circle. Let's say I'm that square and my ex-girlfriend was that circle and I was trying to like mold myself so then I can fit with her. Mm. Um, but another way, like um, I think opening up through these relationships or real makes makes me sound like I got his relationships. <laughs> like this um this relationship like um before then I wasn't really expressive. Like I was really close guy. I didn't want to talk about feelings. Um I just thought like is that what men are? Like we don't talk about our feelings, you know? Like society kinda like portrays us like, oh men don't have feelings and stuff like that. But I think once you understand when you're older you're like, man, I've actually got a lot of shit to talk about, you know? Um uh, when was that point that you, I guess, discovered that, yeah, I can open up and I feel that I can be vulnerable amongst friends, family and, and people that you're close with? Uh, I'll say I can be really vulnerable to my friends, not really my family, because my family kind of like, they don't really understand, especially coming from a parent point of view, we're different generation. So, um, and your family wants to think about you, but then all they think about is, but like obviously for myself I I really like to think good for that person um, like another analogy of it is like um, to express and open up to people so I was my like a butterfly let's say my wings are so big and I'm open expressive but once you kind of like clip them off I'm like oh is that how you are you now, now I need to fucking grow my wings again so I can be so I can be so I can trust you more now so I think that's more of my phase now mm. Mm. Um, you said you were less expressive um, way back when how do you feel I guess moving from relationships have you taken some steps in your own stride um, to better yourself and feel more confident in yourself mm. oh Man, it's pretty hard. Like, I think, nah, to be honest, like, like I said, be a better person, you know, and then at the end of the day, people are going to recognize you for who you are. But how, AK? How? <laughs> but how, how you just you, have to how do you bite be a your lip. Person? You have to bite your lip and you just have to soldier on. <laughs> <laughs> um, mate, you've, you've bought a house recently. Mm. I, I remember last time we were at the gym. Um, you yep. bought a house. At 26 years old, bloody hell. I feel like the market at the moment's fucked. Yep. It, How, t- tell us your secrets. What, what have you been doing? What have you... What What are you financially? Because I just go out, I spend money on food, drinks, go out, um, have fun. Well, I recently started to save up when I was like 23. So live at your parents' house as long as you can. <laughs> You know, just be a cockroach and <laughs> eat, eat whatever. <laughs> um, yeah, save up. Um, my what my advice is maybe just do like that seventy thirty rule or sixty forty rule. So 
save 60%, spend 40%. Um, and is this paycheck by paycheck? Is, is that basically, how you... Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I, re- I like, didn't really go out. I at least probably had, like, let's say 300 bucks a week. Oh, 300 bucks a week. And, um, and that's for food, petrol, um, what else? Food, petrol, board. Board was, like, 150. So, what I have? 150, bu- 150 bucks, you know, of nothing, you know? And food, like, I spent a lot of food, especially on Uber Eats, which is so bad. Mm. Um, yeah, so save as much as you can. If you can get a 20%, 10%, you can actually get a 5% as well, but only 10,000 people can, can only get that. What does that mean? So basically, um, depending on the bank, uh, so depending on the bank, only people who are, like, eligible can only get 10,000. Only only ten thousand people can get a five percent, so a five to five percent deposit of whatever house that you're buying. So um, depending on the bank, basically. So um, so I said that for a ten percent, um, and I use my parents as a guarantor. So basically, put their name underneath, put their house underneath my my name, so then they can. Um, so if anything happens. Um, they, they, the use, they they use the the lump sum money of that house of their house so to use mine. So if anything happens, like I don't know, a water leak, or I I can't I can't pay the bank. You know I can't pay my mortgage. So then they have to take a bit of money from them. So then they give it to me. Yeah. So then I can kind of like <laughs> save for the next mortgage. Just, yeah. yeah. Um. Talk to us. I'm a complete noob about uh, like mortgages and, and property and everything. Mm. I guess for you, where did it all start? Where did the inspiration come from? Um, to be honest, my ex-girlfriend. Um, like she was really like highly driven and always wanted a house and always talked about money. And I was like, well, yeah, I, I, I want to get a house, but maybe when I have an amount like decent amount but i didn't know what a decent amount of money i didn't know what the process of process of how to get like a um uh how do i explain the uh an approval of getting a mortgage you know so i went through a broker so you can get through a broker you can go through a bank to get an approval um so uh so for her she really like kind of inspired me to get the house but yeah I can't explain it, to be honest. Like she, she was really good. She was really like highly driven, in that way. So and I kind of like learned off her. So, yeah, yeah, fair I'm enough. I'm kind of like a noob to be honest. Like in in the housing property, but like once you get a house and you like you want another house or you want another investment property. So um, my advice is like, if you have an investment property, you know, just live at your parents' house and uh, lease it out or. Um, let someone rent it out and that way it pays itself and then maybe in a couple of years you um, you get the equity from that house so that money that's been um, stored um, you use it for the next house and then that way you can buy another property and is that your that's your long term goal? Uh, that's short term to be honest because I probably want like another three or four underneath my belt in Jeez. probably the next ten years maybe Yeah. so yeah it was well. We'll see what happens. Yeah, exciting when, times. Um, yeah. yeah. So saving money. What are your tips? Stay at home. Stay at home. Um, eat your parents' food. Um, just uh, yeah. Don't go out too much. Uh, 
and uh, like when like going out too up too much means like like at least try to minimize like once a week or so two times a week you know um don't go out to like brunches you know like eggs Benny's like how much now these days like yeah true <laughs> it's actually an arm and a leg to eat at a, yeah. a cafe like yeah shit's very expensive yeah so i didn't really do that stuff with my friends even though they went i was like yeah gotta stay home gotta do chores you know <laughs> yeah i guess how did you approach that because like i i if i were listening to you talk mm. way back when i'd be like well shit like i have to go out like the peer peer pressure like people going out i like i have to get, i have to go i've got fomo like mm. i'm missing out on all this stuff like what would you do and i don't want to be that person that brings no. like a lunchbox to no no <laughs> to a fucking lunch you know no it's all right like um so i think because being, being a sparky and hopefully this new job that comes for me like everything aligns and i'm probably financially free but like maybe as a uni student um i'd say uh, like i'd say have fun first you know you have all these years to have fun like and you can save up for a house as long as long like once you get your dream job at lululemon (laughs) oh he knows remember (laughs) um at lululemon and you're kind of like you got a full-time job and you're like oh man i need to start saving and you kind of develop a habit of like all right i'll put in this much put in this much and you might have fomo but you can still you can still go out like you know um and what would you do with your friends i guess like you wouldn't uh, go out for lunch but um, like movies and stuff but to be honest it's mainly like <laughs> oh phone's coming off uh do you want to pull oh, yeah you can go go get it <laughs> we're having um some yeah. <laughs> technical difficulties <laughs> it's all right yeah sorry no um, okay yeah so uh what i usually did i just like go to my friend's house we'll just play board games or um uh yeah movies whatever just chill at their house play you know playstation you know that that's enough to like have fun yeah 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 what about what about if i had i'm picking your brains here yeah what if i had a girlfriend and you know want to go out all the time Mm. have nice uh dates and and go out for food go shopping xyz you know Mm. how would you go about that um i think like you kind of have to talk to your girlfriend and be like hey look we're gonna have a like we're gonna have a goal for for ourselves um or for ourselves in the future this is what we're gonna do from a to z and this is what our goals are so let's say um your girlfriend's like oh i want to go here all right i won't be all right we'll go out but it's gonna be the next the next day we'll probably be like i don't know in the next three weeks or something like that and then just kind of like and if she's like really understandable and she knows like all right like Jaden kind of like wants a future with me and he wants to like uh, have a house (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure he'll understand you know (laughs) yeah okay so yeah I guess it's about setting those boundaries and and communicating like hey this is like what I want to work towards and Mm. and let's start saving you know like maybe we'll set up a future for ourselves at one point 100% yeah that's how it is amazing Um, thank you (laughs) it's all good it's all good Yeah. yeah so I guess, yeah, I'm trying to still wrap my head around, like, saving as a uni student because, you know, you're already... <laughs> God damn it. Okay. <laughs> we're back. We're back. Um, yeah, like, as a uni student, like, I'm go- I'm going into uni each and every day. I, I drive there as well. And petrol's a fucking... Oh, 
oh, absolute bitch petrol. at the moment. Oh my god, it's so bad. Yeah. Literally so bad. Thank you for driving again. <laughs> I appreciate it. But yeah, petrol's bad. I guess and then there's the temptation of, oh, my friends are going out and, and getting like, I don't mm. know, KFC. KFC is near like Melbourne Uni, so not, KFC is normally the spot, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, I'd say like, like I said, like you're at a young age, you can still do that. Um, I, I guess maybe if you do want to have that talk with your girlfriend, let's say at the age of... Well, how are you, 20? 20. Wow. Wow, you're a baby. <laughs> like, <laughs> don't feel it. I literally don't feel it. Yeah. yeah. Like, let's say 23, 24. Um, maybe it just kind of gets a bit, not super serious. So like, all right, maybe my next step is I need to save this, this year. This year's goal, I'm going to save $15,000. And then if you can, if it's achievable, then you can use the other money for like, you know all your firmware stuff that, yeah. you know <laughs> but that's 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 a value i reckon that i could say um but when i was like when i was young i was such a bad save saver so i would spend at least so when i was, as a first year apprentice one hour was like eight dollars for me i'm like that's you got eight dollars for one hour. hour yeah as an apprentice so like how am i supposed to like <laughs> live off that how yeah do you live off that far so out? like every like let's say every week i'll probably get like 400 something bucks a week man i spend 400 bucks a week on uber like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know like not 400 bucks to me but like you know it's just um yeah it was actually super hard for me to save up um and especially like didn't go out with anyone just stay at home playstation friends that you know that's all yeah yeah so it's like those um like you have to be antisocial and make those sacrifices to yeah i guess set up your long-term goals yeah yeah is what i'm hearing mm. um how's your training going yeah good it's been like really consistent um i was i wasn't really consistent probably two months ago because of work and traveling and stuff like that like yeah. like i said like traveling to a town where there's no powerlifting gym and um so the only gyms there is like I think Snap Fitness or something like well not Snap Fitness um that, what's that purple gym what's that anytime anytime you need to be a member yeah. you know and I'm like I don't want to be a member I know like, <laughs> how do you go to like an I already go to a gym <laughs> <laughs> so um yeah training's been really good so I've been kind of like progressing my in my deadlifts my squats my bench man I like like I was trying to get a hundred like the other week, it could not get up. Like I, I did see that. Yeah, and I was like, I'm I'm trying to learn how to do the arch. Like man, like you're my, like, my back you're like is, six foot something, aren't you? Yeah, like, like I can't even do that. Like yeah, my arms are like four foot something. As I do. Yeah, literally, <laughs> man is so long. Oh man, freaking <laughs> lanky as. <laughs> I mean, you're getting bigger. I can I can. Oh, I can thank tell. You. Oh, thank you. It's, it's nice. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And food, food and everything is good. Like, how as a, I guess you you were skinny growing up. Yeah. Um, and have a high me- metabolism. How have you been getting around it? Because I remember, I guess you said, shake in the morning, meal meal one, meal two, meal three, then another shake. Is that yeah, basically, yeah, yeah. So um, so let's start off like soccer. I, I would eat as much as I can, and I would rest for like three hours, and then go to training or go to a match or whatever. But I would only have like two big meals during soccer. But then, um, when powerlifting, it doesn't have to be too much food. It's, it's as long as you make your foods consistent and you meet the macros, you know, macronutrients or how much protein carbs you have. But um, for me, it's like 
if I get an amount of calories and uh, the amount of calories I have, I'm going to burn it off or I'm going to have so much energy that I can pull off that 200 kilo squat, you know, like, <laughs> which I can't. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, Matt, Matt's been really like consistent with me um, and he's been really like, I'll say like he's a really firm believer in his like the people who trains, people who he trains because like I did not think I would like lift this much now. Yeah, and I then know. like in four months, I'm like, oh wow! In four months, like of this, uh, or four or five months of this program, and I'm like, wow! I've actually like exceeded my expectations, you know, and from just like eating and lifting. That's all it is. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. I, I think having a coach is one of the best investments that you can. It is probably get into. So yeah, like, shout like, out Matt. Yeah, like like I said, like I could not even like deadlift like one seventy. I couldn't deadlift like 180, so I was stuck on like 170 for like two years because I would PR every week, you know? Like, I'm like, man, I want this 180. Why can't I get this? Like, yeah. So then, like, every week, your back is like so cooked, and you know, um, yeah. And then you develop calluses, and that's just like extra armor for your hands and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, Matt's been, re- Matt's been really good. His, and man, it's so humble, that guy. I swear. Yeah. Homie's <laughs> crazy. <laughs> This is Matt, Matt Appreciation Podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, what's next for you? Um, what's next? I'll say the just just in terms of anything or just with yeah your life, man. Um, I'd say, man, furniture getting these getting this new house is gonna be so damn expensive. Furniture. That's why I'm just saving up for furniture. Um, so are you going to finish out this, um, place oh, and then you're going to rent it out? Is that the plan? Oh, I'm going to like, hopefully I'll stay in this house and I'll probably get like one or two roommates and that way it's easy on me to pay the mortgage True, and bills. Yeah. So, um, I think that's another smart idea of doing it. And if I can maybe, let's say I live in it for five years and, um, I lease the other room to another guy and that way mortgage is paid, mortgage is paid paid off quickly or whatever um and i'll take the furniture that i have move it to the next one mm. so um i think the next step in my journey is trying to get this new job and i feel like everything will be so good to be honest yeah um yeah. talk talk about it like um i'm hoping to oh should i, should I kind of like say it oh i don't know actually maybe should well, I, say I mean it? by the time it's released yeah maybe I'll, you, might like, have, you might yeah, have yeah, might. So, so we'll see how we go all right so hopefully I get this uh, new job, um, and because I like cars, I love, man, I love cars. I love JDM cars. I love like, European cars, and um, yeah, this specific car, like I'll just like get. And I'm like, yeah, be sick, you know. Oh, you're saving up for a car. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, 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 love to see um, it. And maybe, uh, I don't know what my next step is. To be honest, like I'm still in that process of thinking what life is (laughs) i mean i feel like the whole point of this podcast for me is like to just gain perspective from people and like what they're doing like i've had i've had people who are like i don't know all different ages and and demographics and and into different things who yeah they they don't necessarily know or or are able to like point a finger at exactly Mm. what life is so yeah like weird thing is like man i would my friend got me into smoking meat. Man, like, 
man, who's like in my head? I'm like, who smokes me? But then he actually told me, got me into all this, like, oh, you have to, I, I smoke it like 12 hours and then I put thermometers and stuff like that. And I'm like, man, is this probably growing up or like, you know, like, you guys like this? Like, and then he got me into it. And I'm like, I kind of like it as well. Like, <laughs> um, yeah. So he got me into that. He got me into like camping and I'm like, oh, it was, yeah, it was, I don't know, that man, that man exposed me and everything, exposed me in all topics of meat and camping, and I'm like, yeah, I actually like this stuff, so, yeah, so, yeah, and he was from work as well, mm. yeah. Nice. Uh, uh, do you have anything else to, I guess, leave the listeners with? Uh, maybe, maybe just, uh, I'll say, in part of growing up, just make sure you treat people right you make sure that you know your worth um and be a better better person for not just for others just for yourself and um and just work towards the goals you know like i said like i want to you want to save up for a house all right i gotta save let's say 15 20k all right i already saved that up move on to the next year i may maybe i can save 25 grand move on to the next year type of thing um but yeah, and just in terms of like relationship wise, um, just just make sure you put yourself first, and then, um, and then your partner maybe just like another, let's say like a like a attachment if that if, if that's the if that's the word for it like so that they can so they're basically like, uh, like a a good part of of yourself if that makes sense. Mm. Yeah, but they don't define who you are. Basically, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Be a better good person. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much, AK, for hopping on the podcast. So yeah. Nah, thank you. you so much. Thank you so much for having me as well. So, yeah. yeah. I appreciate it so much. First podcast. No, it, good experience. <laughs> hopefully, it was a good listen. Um, uh, yeah. Be sure to follow at Life With Lamb Podcast on Instagram. And you can find all of AK's links in the show notes below. But until next time, we'll see you in the next episode. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs>